Hello and welcome to another episode of the Formula Scout podcast. We are here this week to discuss Formula One 2021, the game. Um, if you remember last year, uh, or if you're a relatively new listener, um, we did uh, our own ratings and our own analysis of the, the ratings of the Formula 2 drivers for the F1 2020 game. And we've decided to have a, another crack at doing it for, for the F1 2021 game. Obviously, three drivers have graduated on to, to Formula 1 from um, Formula 2 last year. Um, so their numbers are a little bit sort of skewed uh, compared to the, the rest of the Formula 2 runners. But um, yeah, so we'll dive straight in. Um, like, like we'll lay down a few ground rules as well first. Um, unlike last year, we actually have a little bit of an idea as to how the the, the overall ratings are calculated for, for the game. I know that they're, they're skewed towards um, pace rather than any of the other ratings and we've, ref we've reflected that in our own formula this year which isn't quite accurate but it's close enough um again it's just a bit of fun this um we'll be basing our our own numbers off the end of the 2020 formula 2 season rather than um halfway through the the current season some drivers are no longer racing in Formula 2, other drivers have gone on to Formula 1, as we've mentioned before. So we think that the end of the, the 2020 season, which we feel is probably where the the, the in-game numbers are based off anyway for the F2 drivers, is probably the, the best point to go for. Um, we've tried to keep the, the minimum and maximum numbers to, to roughly what the game has got. Um, but we'll, we'll allow sort of the Formula 2 drivers to have a, a little bit extra um, in terms of some of their performance uh, ratings uh, compared to what the game has got to make them a little bit closer to the, to the F1 drivers. The one thing that we are going to have slightly ignore is Yuki Tsunoda's somewhat anomalous 88 racecraft, um, which is, I think, 20 points higher than what anyone else has got. So that's quite a big step. So we're going to um, limit that uh, somewhat. So, yep, four of us uh, have contributed to the... To these ratings, um, myself, Craig Willard, Alejandro Alonso Lopez, Jordan Edwards and Bethany Waring have all done so. Um, and we've we've come up with a pretty, pretty solid, um, pretty solid uh, response to this, I think, is the best way to put it. Um, no one seems a little bit too wildly over the top. No one seems too wildly. Um, under underrepresented as well. We won't cover off all 22 drivers because otherwise we'll be here all week. Um, but we'll we'll cover off some of the, the the big hitters from from Formula Two last year and some of the, the drivers who uh, perhaps for a little bit um, done dirty by the by the game as well. So we'll we'll get we'll get straight into it. So I don't know whether you guys have actually played F1 2021 or not because but. I haven't. Um, I don't have the time to. Um, <laughs> I wish I did, but uh, but alas, uh, I've heard that it's a it's a pretty solid entry into 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 the franchise. It's obviously EA's first proper proper stab at at, at this as well. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to get your your thoughts on whether you've played or seen any of the footage so far, especially with with Formula Two, which we're discussing. Um. You know how bad I am on simulators. Um, that that's no better with a control. So um, no, I haven't played 
and even if I had played I don't think I would have made it past one corner in on a track so I don't think I'd be a very good judge I can tell you I would be able to tell you a lot about that corner but nothing else I haven't played either but I've spoken with some people that have, have played and they said that yes it was an okay game a good game actually to play with especially with formula one cars but some of the people i i talked to criticized actually the the formula two cars and at most you can play with them i i don't actually know what happened but they weren't really happy with what they were giving so let's see actually i'm thinking about playing about playing it I have to try the game first, so maybe I'm able to, to tell you all a bit more in the next episode. But yeah, let's talk about the ratings now. I mean, for me, I've got the game, which is uh, great. However, I've only played about probably half an hour at most. So um, I'm not very experienced in there just yet. Um, it's nice that they've uh, got the Formula 2 cars from the start of the game this year. Um, I remember last year, they just like appeared halfway through the year. So that's nice, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, not too much to report, but it looks good so far. It's good so far. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So we are all totally inexperienced, really, in, in the world of Formula 2 on F1 2021. So we are absolutely the best judges for, for this going forward. So we'll, we'll kick off, I think, with the, the highest rated driver in game. Um, of the uh, 2020 Formula 2 drivers and Asuka Sonoda. Um, as I said, I, I think the, the ratings for the F1 drivers are taken, taken from around France time. Um, so all, all the, the three graduates, Yuki Sonoda, Mick Schumacher and Nikita Mazepin are, are somewhat skewed, I think, um, a little bit higher than perhaps what we will be giving them. Um, he, he got a real rating of, of 82, which is considerably higher than, than anyone else on the grid. Um, so we, we've given him an overall rating of 77, uh, which is our joint highest um, with, with one other driver. We'll be identifying him shortly. Um, and he's got the joint highest uh, pace out there. So um, Jordan, based off last year, fair? I think, I mean, our scores, I think we've uh, got a bit closer. Uh, I'll just say that, but uh, yeah, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Um, um, Alejandro, are you happy that he's uh, the joint highest? Yes. Well, I think probably 82 is too much, let's say that way, for a Formula 2 driver, especially. But definitely he had some solid performances. I actually think he was the best in the grid last year. And yeah, probably we're viewing him 77. I think it was actually our highest rate. So I think it's fair. Yeah, probably evaluated him correctly. I think taking into account that he had some issues so he couldn't display all his potential and maybe if that hadn't happened, we would have given him even higher fun, a higher mark. But I don't know. Let's see. I, I think it's correct, yes. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and Bethany, we were both heavily, heavily in deep conversations last year towards the end of the year over who the coveted number one spot of the Formula Scout top 50 goes to. And we gave it to, to Sonoda in the end. Um, but you gave Schumacher a higher pace racing. Um, can you explain your, your thought process behind that? Um, he was just faster, I felt. <laughs> over the, over the course of the season, I know it's um, everyone says F 2s spec cars, but but we we all know that um, teams do play a part in that overall as well. But I just I just felt in general Schumacher was was faster, and so Sonoda could be quick on his day, but I just felt it wasn't quite where he he'd need to be to be fastest overall maybe i just overrate schumacher because i'm consistently rating schumacher higher than everyone else over the past couple of years but that that was just just how how i felt look thinking back over sonoda's season as a whole yeah well you were the one person to predict that Schumacher was going to take the title last year but um i digress slightly um there's yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite happy with, with Sonoda being joint top. Um, I, I always felt last year as a very, very valid case for sticking either of the top three, well, maybe even the top four drivers in, in the championship as, as the number one spot. Um, very, very difficult to, to, to really come to a conclusion on that. So I think uh, that's a very fair analysis. Um, having him having the joint highest pace out there is good as well. Um, yeah, I just think the, the game sort of just bolts him up a little bit too much based on his uh, his, uh, his his Bahrain heroics um, rather than a, a more concerted um, overall view. Um, but let's move on to the other driver we've got rated at 77 overall, and that is Callum Eilot, the runner-up last year. Um, his in-game rating is 66, which I took one look at and thought, ooh, oh no. Um, uh, uh, Alejandro, that's surely doing him dirty, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I, I don't understand how they came with a sixty-six for Callum Island, which was probably, in my opinion, he was the second best driver out there last year. He was fast in every single weekend. And I, if it weren't for some mistakes here and there, especially in Silverstone, one sprint race, he, he spun, and then the other, well, he had contact, made contact with Tsunoda earlier, and then he stole in the future race in Monza. But yeah, a 66, definitely way too low he was championship contender he was there till the very very end and i, mean, I think yeah if we look where his teammate is in the standings in, in last year's standings so definitely he has to be rated higher that's why i i actually gave him like i think 78 probably if i'm not wrong I gave him a lot of pace because he's super fast, one lap, and also over the course of the race. So 
yeah, I think yeah, we've yeah, done you... it better than the game. Yeah, yeah, you've actually given him the, the same statistics as uh, Sonoda, but obviously you've given him a bit more experience, which I think is valid, um, given that he has been knocking around the junior ranks for for quite a bit longer and has a, a bit of Formula One experience under his belt as well, um, as of the end of uh, 2020. Um, Jordan, you've also given Eilat a really high rating. Um, what, what are your thoughts on on, <laughs> on what the game's done for, for, for poor old Callum? Yeah, it's definitely um, not fair, is it? And I think probably the developers were maybe setting the uh, the ratings around the time of maybe winter testing. Maybe maybe that's why Sonoda's score is so high compared to uh, the other top F2 drivers. But yeah, he's definitely been uh, done dirty there. And he, sh- he should have been up there, shouldn't he, really, with Schumacher, with Sonoda, with Schwartzman and... Oh. I can't remember what Schwartzman was given by the game, but yeah, he should have. He, he's definitely been overlooked, let's say, uh, possibly. But yeah, definitely, I think he's one of the top drivers for me last year, as I'm, I'm sure a lot of people feel the same. So yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and Bethany, you've got him right in the, the top three as well for for your ratings, um, you were, you've obviously been following Callum for, for a very long time um, now. So, yeah, 66 is definitely not doing him justice, right? It's not doing him justice, but it's also not doing the rest of the field justice. If you're going to have a driver rated 66 and he was the only person to really bring it up, and he was leading in the championship at one point. He took the title down to the wire, and you're only going to rate him 66. That says that um, the people who beat the person that beat him and really struggled to beat him wasn't that good, and the people that didn't beat him were also not that good, which is just not true. We know that field was great, so it was ridiculous. I get that the three drivers who made it to F1 they might have. They've got probably bumped stats because they made it to F1. But Schwartzman didn't make it to F1, and he was still 70. He was the third best in the overall game. He beat um, one of the drivers who made it to F1. So it's not as if it was like uh, a, a conscious decision on their part to say, OK, he's not made it to F1, so we'll put him a bit lower. It was just... It's just ridiculous, and I don't know what they were thinking. Callum's been in a junior single seaters for a while, but he got into junior single seaters very young. I think that's overlooked as well. He had basically no karting experience, which and and Red Bull dumped him in F three. So so it's it's just it's just crazy. I think. Generally, for most of the for most of the stat, most of the stats are fully okay. We've all changed them a little bit, but that one was just it was just like I wonder if they're holding a grudge against him or something because it was a bit anomalous. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, the, the the thing that got me is that his pace rating in the in the game is only comparable to to the rest of the F two field. But there were times last year where he had a absolutely extortionate advantage especially in qualifying um and that's the sort of thing that uh his teammate who will be getting on to 
um, later wasn't necessarily able to replicate on a consistent basis. So, yeah, I just think like in terms of his race pace was absolutely outstanding at times as well. Think of think back of his charge at Monza uh, after that stall to come back from from the back of the back well into the well into the point. So, yeah, certainly um, he deserves uh, to be up right up there um, in our overall ratings um, and on pace and pretty much in in everywhere. So let's move on to the champion, uh, Mick Schumacher. Um, we've actually given him sort of ever so slightly a downgrade, but I think that might just be more for um, how how my calculations go, basically, uh, in comparison to in comparison to the real world calcul- calculation. I tried so many different combinations to try and get it all to to line up, but I couldn't quite get it to to work. So I, we haven't really made too many changes to to Schumacher. Um, nothing massively extortionate um but it's just how how it goes and that'll be the the case a little bit so uh don't take all of this for for gospel as such but um it's certainly it's certainly good fun nonetheless but um so do we think that you know the ratings that that he sort of gave you know the game gave were were relatively fair um Alejandro I know you gave him slightly reduced awareness but I mean is that really you know worth worrying too much about or is it just uh um you know just one of those things really we we, we think that they might have actually got that one pretty much spot on no i mean i've done it because i think he deserved it i mean yeah the the, the game gave him actually a lot of awareness and I don't think it's like that. I mean, he made mistakes. He was missing things at many points. So, yeah, I think I actually agree with all of you in dying, downgrading him in terms of awareness. So, yeah, let's see. I've also given him actually less space and, and all and everything because. I don't know. I don't really rate Schumacher that high. I mean, I think there is a lot of hype around him because he is the the son of the seven times world champion Michael Schumacher. But I actually think he's a quite okay. It's an okay driver. He's good actually, but not that good. He's not a top driver in my opinion. He's good as everyone agrees, but. He's missing something that you say you see him. Oh my God, he's so, so quick. But for me, that's missing him. He's always, he always need, needs that one season to adapt. And that doesn't convince me at all. Mm-hmm. Jordan, do you think that that's fair? Yeah, yeah, I agree with Alejandro about the awareness. Like, definitely, he's, they've, bump that up from somewhere and I agreed and I I think I changed mine as well but if you if you even if you take the awareness compared to Ilot who obviously was pretty much his match for the entirety of the season it's it's completely different and it doesn't tell the story of what actually happened last year how the how the drivers actually drove um but yeah I think 
the rest, I'd say, and the overall rating, I'd say it was fairly fair on the on the uh, developer's side. I think we only made maybe a couple of down one point. So, yeah, I, I think it, it was fairly fair. Yeah. Yeah, if only, if only there was a, a podcast that you could listen to towards the end of last year where uh, myself and a, a now former member of Formula Scout gave a, a, a proper rundown of, of, the, of the top 10 drivers of the year. Uh, but anyway, digressing again. Um, so let's move on to, to Schumacher's former teammate, um, Robert Schwartzman. Um, he's the Formula 2 driver who didn't graduate to Formula 1, uh, which uh, got the highest rating overall in the game um the only driver to, to break into the 70s and we've upgraded we've upped him still based on uh, what we, what our assessment is um bethany you gave him a huge pace number um do you think that that's fair um given given how strong his 2020 was and how unlucky he got at times with being caught up in, in collisions and the, a couple of technical issues towards the end of the year yeah sure but i don't know if it's just my um uh, I'm looking at this in kind of nostalgia, but I think Schwarzman had a really strong 2020. And maybe I'm looking at this as a, a more of a comparison to his 2021, um, not intentionally, but considering it hasn't been that great, I, th- I thought he he was great in great last season. He was, I think, at times, he was a better and quicker driver than Schumacher, which was um, not great for Schumacher, seeing as Schwarzman was a rookie. Um, obviously, he didn't quite have what it took to to beat him, but at one point, it didn't seem so unrealistic that he'd take the title. So, yeah, I've I've probably maybe bumped him up a bit too much based in based partially on the on the the downgrade that I expect he'll get at the end of this season, but it's, I don't think it's completely undeserved either. He was, he was very quick. I think he was as, as quick as his teammate on his day and just, just in general had quite, quite a nice smooth season. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that's very one, um, more races than anyone else last year as well, which is uh, quite easy to forget. Um, he won four, I believe. Um, all of these things sort of blur into one these days, which I'm pretty sure I've said a million times on this podcast already. Um, but Alejandro, um, would you say that you were surprised to see um, one of the, the F2 drivers um, who, who's still racing to be rated, rated a little bit higher than, than one of the, the drivers who graduated to Formula 1, that being uh, Nikita Mazepin? Oh, I not. I think it's fair. It's completely fair. I mean, yeah, of course, Schwarzman is way better, in my opinion, than Mazepin. Considering how how high are the rates for Tsunoda and Schumacher probably expected Mazepin to be given some something higher because he also did have a quite good season. He had some very strong feature races, but he also has had completely off moments. So yeah, but I'm not surprised at all to see that Schwarzman has been given a higher a higher rating than, than Mazepin. 
maybe I'm surprised that Mazepin is on 67. I think he was 67, right? And not 69 or so, but it's okay. I, I actually don't don't find it incorrect. We'll, we'll get on to Nikita Mazepin um, in a not too distant future. But uh, rattling on, let's move on to Dan Tictum. Um, ever the, the controversial driver to talk about. Um, he's got a real rating of 66 as well, which was exactly the same as Callum Eilat, um, which I thought was a... Uh, yeah. Um, we, but we've bolstered him up to, to 72, um, which puts him fifth um, in our overall ratings. Um, I think he was a little bit lower down in our top 10, um, in, the, in the top 10 drivers of the year last year. Um, in the championship, but alas, um, Alejandro, you gave him the, the lowest score though. So, um, can you explain your, your, your thought process behind that? Yes, it was mainly, I, I'm not sure whether it's him at fault or the team at fault because I've heard many things about his, well, the team's issue with softer tires to get them temperature or on all that and yeah that has put him in the back of the grid many times or at least in the second half of the grid for the start of many races and he's actually lacking a podiums in future races which for me was crucial to in order to give pace and racecraft so yeah that's probably why I've given him a uh, 70. I actually was surprised he had such a low score. I, I wanted to give him more because I think he actually did a pretty good job last year considering all the issues he had. But at some points, the pace wasn't there. I mean, yeah, of course, probably it was the team to blame because this year he's doing a really good job but it's actually also it's, it's the driver's responsibility to, to get their relationship to work and to push the engineers to find solutions so yeah uh, I'm sorry for I'm sorry for them but it's, it's a 70 I cannot give him more <laughs> um, well he's bolstered quite up well bolstered up the ranks quite a quite a bit regardless um uh, as a result of of our of our uh, our stringent analysis and well just us plugging some numbers in and then maths happening um but but jordan what did you what did you make of tickton last year do you think do you think that the game did him a little bit dirty um in 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 its ratings or do you think that um he deserves to be uh Sort of more more mid pack, which is which is effectively where where the game placed them. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I I think he should probably. He had a rough year last year with points, and that's probably why he has been um, pushed down quite a lot. Um, but you know, I think he's probably around. He would have been last year around the top top end of the mid pack. He's not up there with. Um, Schumacher, Sonoda, Isla, obviously. But I think Tictum, he's obviously, he can show great um, moments last year, but it wasn't necessarily always consistent, wasn't necessarily 
putting everything together to make it work. So that's probably why he's been pushed down so much. Um, but yeah, I, I, th- I think I've probably, um, I've put him a little bit higher, I think. Let me see. Um, oh yeah, I put Tictum 72 in total. So yeah, I'd, I'd say yeah, around the, the top of the mid-pack maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, certainly. And um, Bethany, you you defend Tictum to 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 the, the heavens and back. Um, to to put it one way, you've given him a very strong pace rating um, as well um, into the eighties. Um, just generally high high scores all around. So um, yeah, another driver that you feel felt might have been done a, a little bit dirty by the game. Yeah, I think he was probably about right relative to Callum, but. Um, relative to real life, maybe not. I think I think he was very quick, but he definitely probably was missing the awareness last year in in quite a few respects. So that that was that was I think where his season kind of fell apart. He had the pace; he just couldn't apply it properly. So that's why I've given him quite good pace. But just overall, I I think he was top of the midfield just because of that lack of being able to put it together. Yeah, yeah, certainly, and I, I do tend to agree. Um, I I do think that the the teams that the drivers um ran for aren't necessarily reflected as well in the game as perhaps as what they should. And I think that applies to the next driver I've highlighted, and that is Felipe Djokovic. Um, he was given a real rating of 65, which does sort of like put him in, in that mid-grade um, part, of the, part of the pack. Um, but we've given him a rating of 71, um, which is a lot higher than, than some of the other drivers on this list. Um, a huge upgrade um, comparatively. Um, he won several races with MP Motorsport this year. Um, things aren't quite going according to plan with, with Virtuosi this year after a lot of um, hype around that move. Um, but I think based off last year, MP was not a team that looked like it was going to be a, a, a consistent race winner um, really at all. Um, Djokovic was able to pull out some amazing poles, some amazing wins. So I, I thought absolutely he deserves to be given a, a much a much bigger rating. Um, I personally gave him a, a really high rating of 73 overall um, and a massive pace score of 78. So um, I'm sure some people will come at you with pitchforks and so forth. Um, and, and just generally looking through, um, it's, it's reflected fairly well. Um, Bethany didn't seem quite so impressed. Uh, and you gave him an, a, an overall rating of 69. Um, but I, I'm, I'm sure you got your reasoning for, for that one. Yeah, I think I fell into the same problem as the game in that it's hard to distinguish how much of his poor performance was based on the team rather than if all the cars were equal where he would have been. So I think that's what what mine was probably why it's further down than yours was, Craig, just because I... I struggle to kind of distinguish between how good he would have been if he were at a better team. And maybe that's also, again, this year kind of seeping into that judgment. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's move on to to Christian Lungard and we'll, we'll rattle, rattle through some of these. Um, 
Christian Lungard, obviously another multiple race winner um, last year in Formula 2, um, is a championship campaign in 2021. Um, the less said about that, the better, um, I, I, I think is the, the way to put it. And we're giving them very similar scores to, to Drogovic. So, Jordan, do you think that's a, that's a fair assessment or do you think that there was uh, quite a lot different between the, the two drivers last year? Mm, I don't know. I think, in my opinion, um, Lungard stood out a little bit more than Drogovic, but I don't rec- I don't think that um, they were necessarily that different. Um, but I think Lungard definitely had more more talked about moments. I think that's probably why we think of Lungard as being maybe a little bit better than Drogovic last year. I don't know. But yeah, that's my opinion. But I'd say, I'd say, relatively, if you look at it, maybe objectively or something, they're probably around the same. Hmm. Well, the game rated Lungard a little bit higher than than Drogovic. So, um, Alejandro, do you think that's that's a fair assessment, or do you think our assessment is uh, a little bit better? I think I think our assessment is a bit better. Actually, my assessment is that Drogovic. Was better than than Lunga, maybe because mainly because Tsukovic uh, had had a much lower car than than Lunga. Lunga's car, I mean, ART was is always a a championship contender. So yeah, Andrewovic came pretty much from nothing and was there winning races, even won a future race by the end of the year, and. Christian paid away towards the end of the season. So, yeah, I don't know, but I think it was much more of a milestone what Drukovic did than what Lungars did, which was kind of expected actually because he also stayed with the same team despite there they are different structures, the free team and the full team. But probably the way of working is pretty much the same. They have lots of French people in both teams and yeah that's all so I think our our rating is much more accurate than than the games yeah yeah certainly um I, I, I the more that I think about it um and this is but only the really the first time that I've even comprehended the the idea of that necessarily being the case I, I, I do think Djokovic just had that ever so slight bit of special specialness about them about him that we we were we were seeing in Euro Formula when he absolutely obliterated the opposition in that championship. Um which he didn't he just wasn't able to showcase it in in, in Formula Three. Um but but Lungard was able to show it in Formula Three. But it was kind of like a role's reversal a little bit in, in Formula Two last year. And and as as I've already said, like both of their 2021s aren't quite going according to plans. It's very interesting just how quickly things can can turn around in that regard. Um, yeah, I do think that Djokovic, you know, just edging ever so slightly ahead of Lungard is is a, is a fair assessment. Um, but yeah, I, I thought both were brilliant. Um, last year, I thought both deserved to be um, well and truly sort of right up up towards the top of the, of, of, of the tree. Um, and uh, there are a few drivers who were rated somewhat higher who are um, like uh, do they really deserve to have such high ratings um uh and 
let's we'll move on now to Nikita Mazepin, um, ever the the controversial driver to um, to mention. Um, he had a, a very low rating in game of sixty seven, uh, comparatively compared to um his fellow f2 graduates which uh, is a little bit surprising we've actually given him a little bit higher of a of a rating um perhaps more because of my 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 wacky formula than than anything so we, we still rated him below a number of 2020 runners um i think that's totally fair to be honest given how uh, somewhat erratic his performances were um, last year, he was uh, certainly able to produce some outstanding drives on on some days, and he was able to to produce some terrifying um, acts of driving on other days, um, and was also sometimes able to to hit um, hit the little boards at, the, at Park Ferme as well. Um, but alas, uh, so Jordan, how do you rate? that 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 call to give him only 67 in game and and our own rating of, of 69 as well uh well to be honest i think it's totally fair um and i put his awareness quite considerably lower than everybody else's for those reasons you've mentioned um but he did have some standout feature races last year and he picked up points there that's where the points came from pretty much last year so um yeah i think it's completely fair to be honest and obviously i don't want to talk too much on the subject because it's um quite controversial as you say but yeah that's pretty much my opinion <laughs> yeah I, I totally do do agree um we won't talk about mazapin for for too long it is Certainly been spoken about enough, I think, already, both on our podcast and elsewhere. Um, let's move on to a driver who we've actually given um, a, a little bit of a bolster up, but he's towards the top of the, the in-game ratings. And that's Guan Yu Zhou, our current championship leader in, in 2021. Um, he's been given a, a real rating of 67, um, but we've given him 69. Um his championship challenge started off perfectly by taking pole in Austria and then it went downhill very quickly from there um, after a mechanical issue and he just never seemed to to recover from that um, but Alejandro gave him a, a pretty low pace um, in comparison to a lot of other drivers um, I I do think that that's probably fair sort of considering um, last year he's obviously shown a lot, a lot better this year um in, in comparison but um when you when you do sort of look at last year as a whole um there's absolutely no way that you should have been sort of like knocking at the knocking at like the top five in the in the in-game rating surely he was the biggest disappointment of the season for me last year definitely definitely i mean i expect so much from him because he actually did that a good first season in Formula 2, which I didn't expect at all after all his Formula, European Formula 3 seasons with top teams and some lack, lack of results, um, at least from my point of view. I mean, he was driving for Prema and his best championship result was like 
eight or six or something like that. I don't I don't really remember, sorry, but yes. Um I was forced to to give him low low marks because I don't know, I, he was lacking something. He had the package. I mean Callum was right there with the same team and he was always behind Callum. So and considering he even last year he people was already talking about the possibility of having him in Formula One as the first Chinese to to drive in a in a Grand Prix. So and then he took his maiden win in that controversial race at Sochi with that incident. I think it was Mazepin and Aiken, wasn't it? Or, I think it was Giotto and, and Aiken, yeah. if I remember rightly. Oh, yeah, I know Mazepin was the previous year. Also, cause an incident, a similar incident with Matsushita. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry about that. So, but I mean, that was that wasn't enough for me because you know it's spring race and then it was shortened, so he had a lot to prove and prove nothing. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think that he. He seemed to get on top, uh, struggled to get on top of the the eighteen inch rim tires, and that caught several drivers out. I think, especially um, the the ones that did graduate from, well, the the ones that carried on from Formula Two in in twenty nineteen. Um, Jordan, Joe, yeah, it, it just definitely didn't work out last year for him. So um, when when you look at his rating um, that, that the game gave him it doesn't necessarily reflect his struggles um i i reckon do you agree i agree yeah but i felt so sorry for guan yu last year like it was just it felt like it was it was it felt like it was bad luck and then turned to disaster really um uh, so yeah that's might have been reflected maybe in the scores i gave um because i feel like i was a little bit more lenient i tried to be fair for everyone but you know um it's 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 hard last year for Guan Yu, and it's I think probably the game is maybe I don't know we've probably done okay with our results versus the game for Guan Yu, I suppose. Mm, yeah, um, we'll we'll move on and we'll move on to the 2017 season runner-up, um, which seems like an age ago now when you think about it, a whole car generation ago. Um, and that's Artem Markolov, uh, massively experienced, huge fan favourite as well. Um, but with with HWA Race Lab last year, it just really did not work out for him. Um, he notched up a, a handful of points finishes here and there, if I'm right, rightly, but we certainly didn't didn't see the, the the kind of audacious lunges that we were um, used to in in the past and and so forth. Um, Bethany, he's his rating in game was 63. Um, we've given him 67, but obviously his experience is going to play a factor in there. He's got, obviously got Formula One experience, which helps as well. So um, uh, it, it, 67 does seem like pretty good on on paper, but um, like realistically, when when you look at the bigger picture, um, considering it is um, you know a driver who um, so popular and. You know, we're second in the championship so many years ago now. 
Um, that's a bit of a, a disappointing overall score, um, I reckon. Do you agree? Yeah, but obviously I have memory problems. And when I came round to doing this, I was like, was Marklow even in the season last year? He, 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 he not only... I think you can forgive somebody for not doing well if you remember them, because that would mean that maybe they had accidents or things beyond their control that made them not be at the top of the field. But he was just had a really anonymous season, and it was it was hard it was hard to judge his season because of that because it was just so he was there he should have been better he wasn't and and it, it was hard to it was hard to judge judge him based on th- that because he just didn't give me anything to remember him for and even remember that he raced in the championship last year mm-hmm. uh jordan do you remember Markov racing at all last year because um I, I think of Markov last year and all i can seem to recall is uh, bright pink outfits spinning off on the way to the grid at Styria and crashing out at Hungary. Yeah, just that BWT racing pink, really. That's that's it. Um, no, uh, I think he's. We expected more probably with all of his experience going into twenty twenty. So, yeah, I agree. It was it was well more experience than the rest of the grid, but yeah. That's it's pretty much the same as uh, what Bethany said. Yeah, um, Alejandro, do you think that the the fact that he he was racing with with HW, HWA, a team that um, really struggled last year, um, do you think perhaps we may have been a little bit harsh in in that regard, um, or do you think that um, what we've given him is entirely fair when all things considered? It's entirely fair, and. Looking at it now, I think we've even given him a higher rate than he deserved. I'm going to talk some controversial facts about Mark Love now. I mean, he took like two years or so to, to get up to speed and compete for wins in Formula 2 in GP2 series, actually. It was back in the Chip 2 series days with his, let's say, own team. And then by the end of the season at Sochi came Jay Hughes with zero experience at all in Formula 2 cars, Formula 2 tires. And he outpaced him in qualifying him. Jake, I think he put it, I don't know, if 12th or so at least. In the first round, he was into the top 10. I remember that. So, and then Pusher was pretty much, pretty much matching him and even outpacing him too. So, yeah, big disappointment from Mark Love. I mean, yeah. I expect a lot more. I know fans love him, but I think his reputation comes from very good results very good displays but mainly because he had so much experience with a team that was built around him so yeah, yeah. I, I i think that's totally fair you do bring up a very good point about jq's 
Um, the other ground rule that I forgot to mention earlier is that we're not talking about replacement drivers or anything like that. So the likes of Jake Hughes and, and Ralph Boschung um, have been omitted. So um, sorry, sorry if any of those drivers are listening to the podcast, um, but you won't get mentioned. But those are our rules. Um, Next but... year you'll get mentioned. Valve, don't worry. I'll make sure of it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm sure he's a big fan of, of, of the podcast, um, but I digress. Um, let's move on to one of the drivers who was uh, uh, rated basically the, the last of, of all of the drivers in-game, and that's Roy Nassani. He was given an overall rating of 58 in-game, um, which we've bolted up to 64. Um, I don't think... I, I didn't feel that his 2020 season was anywhere near as bad as um as people on social media and and so forth made out and certainly not as bad as the as the game made out he got a little bit unlucky at times um pulled out some some fine results with a trident team that looked pretty pretty much towards back um in 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 most respects um probably could in a in a scrap for for at least a podium finish at spa as well before colliding with his williams junior team teammate dan tictum um, but yeah, uh, Nisani, perhaps not the most overwhelming driver last year. I think, um, I safe to say a lot of experience at this level and at Formula 3.5 level as well. Um, so absolutely loads and loads of experience under his belt. But, um, uh, we, we've bolstered up a little bit, giving him a, an overall rating of 64 is no longer the, the last of the rated drivers as well, although I'm sure his experience certainly helps in that regard compared to, to some of his other um, drivers towards the, the, the tail end of the grid. Um, but Bethany, thoughts on Nasani? if you can remember Nasani uh, being around much last year, or did you just uh, sort of had to do a bit of a re-research um, to, to, to come up with your numbers? No, I actually remembered Nasani, which is why I'm surprised that he was so much lower, because he did have some good performances last year. They weren't obviously it obviously wasn't like groundbreaking performances. And given his experience, it wasn't it didn't feel like a grand accomplishment. But he did have some good performances, which is probably I think at least why I put him higher than the game did. I don't know about you guys, but that was kind of my basis for it. Yeah. Um Jordan, what did what did you make of uh Nisani? And do you think that giving him a little bit, well, a pretty considerable bolster is a, quite a fair assessment from us? Yeah, I think so. I think I pretty much kept him thereabouts the same. I think mine went up a little bit, but I obviously increased the experience because um, they, for some reason, you know, pretty considerably low. Um, but yeah, it's justice for Roy. Shall we say that? Justice for Roy, because yeah. uh, he needs... <laughs> We, we've done we've done a much better job <laughs> yeah maybe we need to start a, a hashtag on twitter um but uh yes uh let's move on rapidly to um the final driver we've got listed down but I'll, I'll run through the the rest of the the drivers that we don't go in depth in on and that's gil hermes and Maya, who we've uh well one of the drivers is gonna have to get, get given the the lowest rating of all um on this occasion it's samaya um we have to remember that we're we're basing this off of 2020, not 2021. He certainly showcased a, a much stronger performance um, this year uh, in comparison to 
to last year. Um, but last year he was consistently at the back. He was either having incidents or having almighty engine failures. Um, I seem to recall one at Monza, which was quite spectacular. Um, and I, 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 we, we've basically given given sort of lowest ratings, ratings across the board. Um, but as I said, someone was going to have to do that. And I think to, to give that to the driver who was consistently off the back of the back of the pack, he was sometimes a couple of seconds off the pace. We're not talking uh, Mahave Ragunathan or Alessio Deleda levels of um, uncompetitiveness. Um, but yeah, someone was going to have to be at the back. His real in-game rating is actually 62. So we've actually reduced it a little bit. Um, but Alejandro... That's got to be fair, surely. Yes, he's actually the only one in the in the I, I put in the fifties, fifty nine. For him, I mean, he tried, but there was he was not good enough, and neither has been this year. I mean, I mean he hasn't scored scored a single point, and the Charus is capable of scoring points. So, yes, but last year was, was terrible. I mean, it was completely off the pace, fighting for nothing at all. But yeah, at least he was decent compared to those big names we've had in the back of the grid, like you said, Ragunathan and Deleda, who are definitely, who shouldn't be in the grid. Yeah, yeah, certainly um and jordan um finally so samaya to to i mean i don't think i think he's pretty much the only driver who we've given a like a, a notably lower um overall rating to um out, out of the whole of the 2020 grid really so is that a fair assessment um do you think that the game sort of was, was a little bit uh skewing him a little bit too much maybe um finding some knowledge or data that we weren't aware of or, or something like that because I, I i can't find i can't figure out how uh you know they've given him an overall rating that's just one below um Markelov, for example who <laughs> i mean irrespective of how terrible his, his 2020 season was um you know the, the talent was obviously very much still there um but <laughs> with, with, with samaya um it, it was well i mean we 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 said last year um, several times it was just a, a year way too early for him, uh, maybe even two years too early for him. So um, do you think that, that that's fair, all, all things considered? I think our sco score is uh, completely fair because the way they've reflected it as if he was fighting with the mid-pack, which he wasn't. So, and it was, it, I, to be honest, I can't really remember that much because it was like, there's no there's no point focusing because it's just like, we know, we knew last year from the performances that there wasn't, the, it felt like there wasn't anything there to give. So that was my opinion last year. Not, not too much, but I feel harsh. I don't want to be too harsh. I mean, the last, uh, the lowest down must be uh, bad enough. Yeah, yeah, he's understandably got the lowest pace out of everyone. Um, uh, just a slightly lower score than than uh, Sean Glau and Marino Sato. Um, but I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll run down um, the, the rest of the drivers that we didn't talk about uh, very shortly. Um, but 
yeah so that that brings an end to 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 talking about a number of the drivers i think there's some some good good fun and good insight there um to 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 and i'm sure that uh, the internet will come at us with pitchforks and um torches and, and so forth um but yeah so I'll, I'll just quickly run through the the rest of the grid um from last year nobuharu matsushita um was given 67 by the game and we've also given them 67 but that's a much lower score compared to a lot of the drivers um jack aitken was given 66 um by the game we've given him 69 um Luca Giotto, very experienced driver, game gave him 65. We've given him 68, mainly because of that experience, I think. Um, more than anything, just one once um point lower than than his teammate Nikita Mazepin, which I think is a totally fair assessment. Marcus Armstrong, 64 in-game, we've given him 68. Um and yeah, another driver who was very unlucky at times, the, the curse of the second day RTC is. Uh, as people like to call it, um, Jehan Daravala, um, 64 in game. We've given him 69, but um, uh, we were very much aware of um, supposed engine issues that, that played him for, for much of the season last year. Giuliano Alati, 64 in game, um, 65 for R ratings, um, which I think is pretty fair is towards the, the back of that. Um, a season again with HWA that just did not work out at all. Uh, Louis Delatra, 63 in game. We've given him 68. Um, I, I thought that his performances were were certainly a lot stronger um, than perhaps the game seemed to to let off, even if the outright speed wasn't necessarily there on show all of the time. Um, Pedro Piquet, 63 um, in game. We've given him 64, so uh, just narrowly higher. Um, but the in game rating gave him a, a pace of six, of 73, which um it's quite incredible really it's a, a higher pace score than, than guanyu joe um so <laughs> it's quite baffling um and they've worked that one out um sean glale in-game rating of 61 we've given him 62 um that's perhaps uh, on reflection perhaps maybe a little bit unfair given how how his season went with about i think it was six engine failures and then he broke his back so um yeah it was a very unfortunate season for him um and marino sato 61 and the in-game rating um is also 61 so obviously we agree with code masters and ea on that one so that covers all 22 um drivers who who started last season in formula two um that's great fun to do um I, I think we'll do similar for for formula three like we did last year where we just came up with with our own um numbers and i did some pretty abysmal photoshop work so uh we might turn that might, might even turn that into a season review or something like that um shake things up a little bit so that'll be good going forward um but yeah that's uh that, that covers off um all of that i think and i think we should look forward to the coming days and weekend ahead um we've got some interesting things on the horizon i know ida wood was in uh, conversation with oliver beerman um who's absolutely crushing the italian formula four field um there's a there's a really good feature on that coming out shortly um, as of the time of recording, it might already be out when it's released. So do check out formulascout.com for, for that one. 
and looking forward to the weekend. We've got FIA Formula 3 and W Series at Hungaro Ring. So I've got a very busy weekend ahead. Um, we should also have um, some interesting um, news um, stories come out um, after a, a roundtable with Bruno Michel tomorrow, which um, I'll be sitting in. Um, but on top of that, we've got Spanish Formula 4 to look forward to at Motorland Aragon. Uh, Bethany will be on British F4 duty um, when they go racing at Alton Park. And we've got um, also Argentinian Formula 4 at Uruguay um, and Formula Regional Japan at Autopolis and Formula Academy Finland at the Botnia Ring for your slightly more obscure series to, to keep an eye on. Um, but if you're, if, if you're not going to watch the races live, do check out the reports on formerscout.com. Um, we will, of course, have all of the news, reaction and everything else as the weekend unfolds, especially in Formula 3 and in W Series. So do keep an eye on for that. And after that, we'll be into F1 Summer Break, which will be great. Um, because then we'll have to be getting into into uh, mid-season report writing mode and, and so forth. So that'll be, that'll be great fun. A lot of data crunching that we'll, we'll be having to do uh, going forward as well. So that'll be great, uh, great fun uh, going forward. So that concludes this week's podcast. Um, it's been a slightly longer one this week uh, in comparison to, to, to recent weeks, but I'm sure that um, it's been good fun to, to relive a little bit of the, the Formula 2 season last year. Um, really, really exciting championship to, to look, look at. And I, I, I think we've uh, certainly done, done this, uh, the, these in-game ratings perhaps a bit more, um, more justice than, than what we did last year. Um, certainly got things a little bit more, more uh, streamlined and, and, and so forth. So um, yeah, uh, that's been great. So we will see you next week with another Formula Scout podcast.